You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. Many people these days use web browsers without even thinking about it. In fact, I've talked to people who get on the web that don't even know what a web browser is. Don't ask me how that's possible. I don't know. There are various different web browsers, and today I will talk about the major web browsers as well as a few lesser-known web browsers, all of which are relevant in 2020, here on Joey's Totally Tech. The web browser was first created by Sir Tim Berners-Lee in 1990, and the first browser was simply called World Wide Web. In 1993, we had Mosaic, in 94, Netscape Navigator, and in 95, we had Microsoft Internet Explorer, which went into a war with Netscape Navigator in the following years. Well, Microsoft won that war, but it wasn't long before other browsers came along. It's now the year 2020. Believe it or not, I've met people who have used the web and didn't know what a web browser was. These tend to be people who don't know much about computers in the first place, and they just clicked on an icon that said internet or web. And to be clear, the web is just part of the internet. The internet itself is not the web. But that's a story for PC Tech 101 series, which, by the way, I will be doing more of soon, but as exclusive content. I will share more about that in the weeks to come. But today, I'm talking to those of you who actually know what a web browser is. You don't necessarily have to know the ins and outs, but I will be going over the major web browsers we have today, as well as a couple you may not have heard of. Internet Explorer, and Edge. I'm talking about these two web browsers together because this is what most of you will get with your computer. If you have Windows 8 or earlier, you have Microsoft Internet Explorer by default. If you have Windows 10, you have Microsoft Edge by default. Oftentimes people will call Edge Internet Explorer instead. 
And while Edge can emulate previous versions of Internet Explorer, it's really not Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer was popular for a long time, but it really didn't use standards set by the World Wide Web Consortium. From a developer's point of view, we hated it, and I think others picked up on that view after Firefox and later Chrome were released. Now, some of you may be running Windows 8.1 and earlier, so you may still have Internet Explorer. In my opinion, however, this browser is going to become fairly obsolete pretty quickly if it's not already. So if, for some reason, you're still using this, switch to Edge or one of the other browsers out there. Now that I've got that out of the way, I'm mainly going to talk about Microsoft Edge in this segment. Edge was first released for Windows 10 and Xbox One in 2015. It was later released for Android and iOS in 2017, and for macOS in 2019. And it's believed Edge may come to Linux soon. Edge was initially built on the Edge HTML engine with the Chakra JavaScript engine. But Microsoft rewrote Edge in 2019 using Chromium's engine, Blink, as well as the V8 JavaScript engine, and released the new version in January 2020. Edge is now quite similar to the Google Chrome browser, which we'll mention in a bit, due to the Chromium engine, and as such, a number of extensions that are written for Chrome can now be added to Edge through Microsoft's App Store. On the macOS and iOS side, we have Safari as the default web browser. This browser is based on the WebKit engine and was first released in 2003 with Mac OS X Panther. Mobile versions have been bundled with iOS ever since the launch of that operating system, and a Windows version was even available from 2007 to 2012. The current version of Safari is Safari 13. However, Safari 14 will be included with macOS Big Sur. Safari 14 will include a privacy report showing blocked content and information on web pages. Users will also get a monthly report on trackers that the new version of the browser has blocked. Extensions can be enabled or disabled on a site-by-site -site basis, too. With Safari now supporting the Web Extension API, you'll find more extensions being ported over from other browsers, such as Chrome, Firefox, Edge, and Opera. Safari has some unique features, such as the ability to save web pages in web archive format, emailing web pages directly from the browser menu, searching bookmarks, and sharing tabs between devices using iCloud. Chrome and Chromium 
I mentioned both here, as Chrome and Chromium are essentially the same browser with some small differences. Chromium is an open source browser, which a number of browsers are based on. Chrome is one of those browsers based on Chromium, but is closed source and contains additional code from Google. These browsers are also cross-platform, and you can obtain this browser for any major operating system today. Chromium and Chrome were browsers specifically built to support web apps, an idea that wasn't even considered by most people when Google had announced the Chrome web browser. Previously in web browsers, the whole browser would be considered one task by the computer. If a page in one tab was acting up, you had to restart your whole browser. But Chrome handled this differently. Each tab was its own task and could be closed individually if something was acting up. And therefore, you didn't have to close the whole browser, just go into your task manager and close the tab. WebKit was originally the rendering engine for this browser, but Google forked WebKit to create Blink, which is used today as well as by Edge, Opera, and a number of other browsers. There's even an entire operating system based around Chrome, Chrome OS, which is used on Chromebooks and Chromeboxes. The Chrome browser has come under fire in recent years, however, for tracking people's activities on the World Wide Web. Even in incognito mode, websites can get information about the browser through Google Analytics scripts. Stay tuned because I will tell you about more web browsers that are relevant today after this message. like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today.
Opera. Released in 1995, Opera was the first web browser to feature tabbed web browsing. The browser originally used the Presto engine, and it used this for a very long time. In recent years, however, it has switched to the Blink engine. Many people have essentially said it's a reskinned Chromium browser now. A free VPN is also implemented into the browser, but keep in mind this VPN only works for activities inside the web browser. It does not affect activities outside the web browser. There's also a turbo mode, which can compress web pages for faster loading times. Unfortunately, the VPN and turbo modes cannot be used at the same time. The browser also has a built-in crypto wallet for cryptocurrencies, and the Android version of Opera is the only browser that can access .crypto domains, and is the first web browser to support a domain name system that's not part of the traditional DNS system without the need of a plugin or add-on. Opera has been known in the past to be one of the fastest browsers available. These days, I'd say it's on par with Google Chrome or the current version of Microsoft Edge. Vivaldi. Vivaldi is a proprietary web browser based on Chromium. Though based on Chromium, it was designed to bring back features of the Presto-based Opera web browser with some modifications. Many Chrome extensions will work in Vivaldi and can be installed directly from the Chrome Web Store, but the exceptions would be any extensions that would change the user interface. Those will not work with Vivaldi. The user interface is minimalistic and allows users to control certain user interface elements. The customization is a big draw for this web browser. You also have the ability to stack or tile tabs, annotate web pages, and add notes to your bookmarks. The browser can also be set to a Chromeless UI, giving you more screen real estate and the ability to focus on one page without distractions. The last, but certainly not least, of the web browsers I will be mentioning is Brave. Based on Chromium, this browser has a huge focus on privacy, blocking any trackers and scripts that would track your activity. Its default search engine is DuckDuckGo, a search engine known for respecting privacy and not tracking users. Sometimes websites don't work properly when certain scripts are blocked, 
If that's the case, you can set the browser to load those scripts on that particular page, but keep in mind the privacy risk you face. The browser also blocks ads, but they do want content creators to be paid, so they use a basic attention token cryptocurrency, which users can put into their crypto wallet and distribute to the content creators they like. Users can also earn basic attention tokens by watching ads that are displayed as notifications by the operating system. Advertising campaigns are based on the user's browsing history, but the targeting is only carried out locally and is not sent to a server or anyone else outside of the browser. In February 2020, a research paper by the School of Computer Science and Statistics at Trinity College Dublin found Brave to be the most private browser in terms of phoning home, or the act of the client communicating to the server. There are many more browsers out there, of course. I can't list them all on one episode. And that's not even scratching the surface when it comes to browsers on the Linux-based operating systems. But these are the main browsers that I see as most relevant to people here in 2020, and will continue to be relevant for some time. If you enjoyed this content, consider donating to the podcast with either a one-time donation or a recurring donation at bit.ly slash jtt-donate. That's bit.ly slash jtt-donate. We've been on vacation this past weekend, so there's no tech Q&A, but be sure to ask your tech questions in the Joey's Totally Tech community at joeystotallytech.com slash community, or message us on Facebook Messenger on the Joey's Totally Tech page. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.